be a chit chat, people. So please excuse the car noise behind me, but I am on currently on Thanksgiving break. So this next weekend, um, or this coming weekend, I guess, is when this chip chat's going to come out. Almost a premiere, but that doesn't sound right because it's not the beginning of this podcast or this season. Um, and I realized that I needed a chip chat for this weekend, so here I am recording because one recording now in the car because one I realized oh I don't really want to sit down in front of my computer in front of a mic right now because I'm traveling to go see my best friend for and her family for Thanksgiving um and then second I don't sometimes guys I'm gonna be honest sitting in front of the mic and recording is so exciting for me it's great And then there's other times when it's really, really difficult. And I feel like that's this theme that keeps coming up for me of like, sometimes the things you really enjoy doing are something you're going to really enjoy doing. And then some things you don't enjoy or that you do enjoy doing, you're just not going to enjoy doing it. Like that's just life and what's going to happen. And just as much as my full-time job, I feel the same way. This is the same way with this podcast because I have to give my leftover energy from my full-time job and all my other stuff to this thing. And I want to give it 110%. That's who I am and what I want to do for everything. But all to say, I'm compromising and recording in the car because I am a super good verbal processor in the car. Like, it's kind of been a really super holy place for me. Um, and just conversations I have with friends and conversations that I so have with the Lord are just like, obviously, and that's where the word holy comes from. And like what I mean in that is just, it's a very, it's a time where he always meets me. Um, and like you guys will hear next week with the conversation that I have with my roommate. Um, it's kind of a similar thing to our kitchen table where we, it's like this small little kitchen table but we love it and have such great conversation and the quiet time I have there. It's just the Lord just always meets us there. And anyway, that's how I feel about my car. So I thought, you know what, while recording it, I was prayed beforehand, like, Lord, I just want you to use my words in this. I mean, that's how I am for every podcast and my heart for every podcast. Um, but even more for today's because today I'm talking about being unapologetically single and, I've talked about singleness on my blog a few times and on this podcast a few other times. And I actually recorded a recording in the car, (laughs) similar to this, back in June when I was home in Illinois. And I remember there was a lyric in a song that, like, sparked this thing in me of, like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about that. And so I just went on this little rant for about 25 minutes all by my lonesome in the car, driving to meet a friend from Indiana. And it just didn't feel right. Didn't feel like the right time. And flash forward now five months later, I feel like right now is the right time. (laughs) Even though I'm actually really uncomfortable talking about it right now. Um, Which is why I feel like it is the correct time. Because in your uncomfortableness, you learn a whole lot of why things are hitting a certain way, why you're uncomfortable, and 
that's where I am right now. I'm uncomfortable and, um, I am here to chat with you guys about it. So I actually have my friend Molly, who is the first episode for this Unapologetically Blank series. The person that gave me this idea for Unapologetically Blank, she was so sweet and reached out one day and was like, hey, I would love to interview you as this unapologetically single, um, like unapologetically single being you're unapologetically blank. (laughs) So many unapologetically's in there. But that was so cool to me because I I was like, first of all, it's just a different, it's a different conversation when I get to be interviewed than just me verbally processing. And so that still may be coming out. I'm not really sure we had it on the books and, um, life happened. And so I'm not even sure if that's going to be something that happens, but it just got me thinking, you know what, for this week's chip chat, maybe that's what this one needs to be. And she can still, it can still be something we chat about later, but here I am not, but wrong uh, transition. And so here I am furthermore, here I am. Um, if you guys have just started listening this past couple episodes or the last few seasons, I'm sure I've talked about my singleness or honestly, I don't even like talking about singleness. <laughs> like I'm kind of over it, but who let me kind of get my grip here. Um, those of you that have listened and know me, know me, obviously I'm putting my window down because I throwing something out the window. I don't like whenever I have to find a piece of hair and throw it on my the ground of my car instead I just throw it out the window. Anyway, so if you know my story, you know my story. Awesome. Right now I'm gonna give a little recap. I dated a guy through last two years of high school and then all three and a half years of college. And um there were breakups and things in between there and time apart, all that stuff. But ultimately we're together almost five years. And it was, the breakup itself was so difficult as a 21-year-old Christian college graduate who thought getting married was kind of just the end-all be-all. That's what I needed to do. And I didn't even realize that's what I realized. And that's, I mean, didn't realize that's what I thought until going through counseling and going through depression and really intense anxiety through that season and realizing a lot of a part of that um, depression a part of that anxiety was this control that I was trying to have this um, just this idea that I had everything that needed to be perfect and in line and that dating slash getting engaged and married to a great great Christian guy was part of that plan and that if I didn't do it, then I was wrong and then I, I wasn't going the right path. And if you guys have learned anything about me, you know that my Enneagram number is number one and I'm all about the right and wrong kind of thing. And it's something I'm walking through a counseling of like, why do I always have to have this right or wrong? It's exhausting people. Exhausting. Because if I feel like something's wrong, then I beat myself up for it for then to the end of days. So all to say, I felt like it was wrong for us to break up, even though I know it was the Lord that was working through that. Um, 
I struggled for like six or seven months really in my beliefs as a Christian because I just graduated a Christian from a Christian college where they told me everything to believe pretty much and I was doing great and then thrown out on my own and I was like what the frick do I believe while at the same time I really wanted to be married more than I wanted to have a relationship with the Lord and I struggled through that walked through that prayed through that and it was a solid six or seven months that I got to the other side of it and and hopefully it's obvious that I chose that I'd rather have the Lord and like would choose him every day over a husband and over this idea of marriage mostly because if you don't know getting married is not promised in the Bible and it is something that the Lord is a part of and created for sure but there's nothing in there that's like hey yo you're gonna meet your soulmate no matter what don't worry about it like there's nothing in there and that's okay because the Lord gives us other relationships that can last throughout our lifetime that aren't a married in marriage relationship. All to say, processed all of that, right? Went through all of that. And that was my first year, first year and a half of being single. And then in this singleness, I'm realizing whoa, it's like a thing to be single. It's like a thing to walk and struggle with. And it's weird. It's very weird because I was always the girl that had a boyfriend. I never once, never once thought about not having this guy. And it's just funny how life comes around. And I remember my friends in college struggling with not wanting to date and not having anybody to date or going on dates and not having it work out and I was like oh guys it's so you'll you'll be good you'll find the one and how freaking annoying that is now as I am a single person of like stop that like it's not it's just not fun to hear you just need people to sit in your grumpiness and your frustratedness and then help you get over it so all to say I've walked through that and I don't even Singleness doesn't define me. It doesn't define my life and it doesn't define where I'm going and what I'm doing. And that is something that I've been working on is if if I'm going to be sane and I'm unapologetically single, I don't want it to define me in my life and what I'm doing. Where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm single so I got to do this stuff and I'm single so that means that I need to be learning how to date and what that looks like. I'm single so I need to be doing this. It's just, no being okay I'm single it means I am not in a relationship right now and there's many people in the world that are not in a relationship and I don't want that to be my defining thing that is what this season is all about because I believe in my last uh, episode with Kennedy we talked about how there's a reason for every season and I'm sure she was like you need to get that uh, I don't even patent it or whatever. And I was like, I'm pretty sure someone's already said that. But just because you are not in a relationship for four, five, six, seven, ten years does not mean that that needs to be stretched out as defined as your singleness era, your singleness decade or singleness season. And that's what I am really learning right now is that, yeah, you know what? It does suck to be single when your deepest desire is to have 
a person to do life with, a person to love on people and celebrate people and share the gospel with other people. You know, it's it sucks when that is truly and fully your deepest desire. But that doesn't mean that I can't live my life to the fullest because that one desire isn't being met. Because like I said, the Lord meets those desires. He creates relationship and has community and relationship around you that have nothing to do with a husband, have nothing to do with a wife, have nothing to do with that type of love relationship. Well, it is love, but romantic love or relationship, I guess. But what I do want you guys to know is that just because you're not in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to be defined by that and say that that's your season and say that that's what you're walking what you're walking through because I'm going to tell you there are going to be months there are going to be weeks when singleness is just sucky and it's like frick I don't want this I want somebody to walk with like I'm tired of all my friends getting married I'm tired of my friends getting pregnant and having babies like I want to be part of that there's going to be times when you feel that and you can say that the season that's the season you're in because that's because you are like that's the season but just because that singleness or not in a relationship has gone on for months and years doesn't mean that that's the perpetual season you're going to be in or that you need to speak keep speaking over yourself and this is for me that guys I and my friends know like my heart is so so ready and I am just so ready to meet my person and I know it's cheesy and it's something that I've walked in counseling of like should I be I'm like I'm embarrassed of wanting to meet my person like what the heck this road's gonna get loud and I'm not excited about it so hopefully you can hear me um and I so that's my heart like that is truly truly my heart but at the same time, I also want to do a whole lot of things. Like, I, and I'm still trying to figure out what those things are, what that looks like, and letting go and trusting that the Lord's timing is way better than mine. Because, I mean, guys, this is where I'm at, where I've always wanted to teach internationally, and I have pursued it three separate times. And every single time since graduating college, the Lord's been like, no. And I've been like, okay. <laughs> so here I am after this third time. And I'm like, frick God, if you're saving this whole t- teaching international thing to like have me do it when I'm single and you're saving it until I'm like 33, not cool, man, not cool. Because first of all, it's something I'm still really drawn to and really want to do. And I think I'm still called to it. But mm-mm, don't want to be called to if that means that I have to do it before I get married, which doesn't mean I do. I'm just saying this is like what runs through my head. And I'm sure there's things that run through your head too of like whether that's you aren't single and you're married and are wanting a baby and like praying for this baby of like, well, Lord, you said like, you know how we hear things and we think it's the Lord and we're not really sure and or like we're pretty darn sure or really sure and the Lord hasn't provided those things yet and hasn't brought it to fruition and you're just like waiting 
And you're like, but if that needs to happen first before this next thing that I really want, then that's not, that's not cool, dude. Like, that's not cool. So that's where I am. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I want. Like, I would love that. That would be incredible. Yet, I also really want this. And honestly, honestly, I would drop everything to be with my person. I would. Because... I so feel like that relationship is something that is so God-honoring and something that the Lord is going to use, and I want him to use it, and if he's not going to use it, then we've had a conversation of it's just not going to happen. Of course, I still want it, Lord. You know my heart. Um, So, I don't know. It's just, don't let it define where you're at. You can let it define a couple weeks. You can let it define a couple months. And there's going to be, it's going to be hills and valleys and mountaintops and river lows, whatever. It's going to be that. And I can promise you, I can promise you, if it is something that you truly do want and desire, that's not, I can promise you. I'm going to tell you to work it out with the Lord and make sure, not make sure, that's not the right wording. What am I trying to say here? Talk about it with him. Because I've walked through so much fear that, Lord, like, this is something I desire. Are you not going to give that to me? And he, that fear is not of him. And that's what I want you to walk through is walking through this, like, or it could, maybe it's not even singleness. Maybe it's something else that you, like, really want the Lord to come through with. And he's not. And he hasn't yet. And you're like, but you don't promise it. So does that mean it's going to happen? I don't know. When I just am like... I'm just urging you and so encouraging you to is urge, encourage, encourage. I don't know. Probably not. But when I said that made me think of those two words go together. So random and off topic. But I just want to push you to have that conversation with him and have it be a continual conversation until he has lifted that fear and has brought you completely to his feet and knowing where you need to be and where your mindset needs to be because I can't say with 100% certainty that I'm going to get married but I also know that through the things that I've walked and through the times that I've sat with the Lord and I'm like dude this is who I am he has affirmed it and has just given me such an overwhelming indescribable amount of peace that it's going to be okay and it's going to happen. And I'm not saying that that's going to maybe come for you for everything that you come to him with. But I do not, I do know that when you bring it to his feet and you ask him to take that fear away, he's going to work and work through that. And you have to hold on to the little moments of peace because we are like so at war with we're at war with stuff that we don't even understand and we can't even comprehend is around us to where when you hear it, hold on to it. When you hear it, write it down and write the date and shove it in your back pocket or in your wallet or in your glove box and trust and hold on to those words as much as you can. So... And I prom- this is my thing. I promise he's going to come through. I know he will. 
he has for me, and he continually does. Every single time I bring anything to his feet, especially this singleness thing, he always shows up and he always comes through. And always reminds me of things that he said in the past and always reminds me of where my focus should be. Because ultimately, guys, we have a desire for these things of this earth because he created us for this earth. He created us to have community and created us to um, create and be and work. Um, but ultimately, our our thing is him and our thing is sharing him. And I don't want my season, my years, or my time of not being in a relationship to define and take away from what I could really be doing for his glory and for his name. And so I'm unapologetically single because yes, I am not in a relationship. And when I am in a relationship, I will say I'm unapologetically in a relationship and unapologetically married and unapologetically a wife and a mother and all those things because I'm, I need to own where I'm at and I'm not, I'm also not sorry that I'm 25 and still learning about myself and not settling for mediocre and not settling for what I know isn't the Lord's best. And you should be too. Don't ever apologize for it. It's going to be a freaking hard road. I can tell you that right now. And if you ever need a reminder of that, reach on out and I'll tell you. <laughs> so I don't even know if this is supposed to go, this, if this was, I mean, I think it was, but sometimes guys at the end of these, I'm like, what did I just say? That's where I'm at. I'm like, I don't know what I just said to you, but I know the Lord was in it because first of all, I'm driving and I don't really remember what I'm driving, even though my eyes have been on the road the whole time. You know, you know that feeling? And also it's like, I'm sweating a little bit. So I know that that's a sure sign that I'm passionate about what I'm talking about. And, um, I just feel like so at peace about what I said, even though I don't even know what I said. So guys, I hope this recording was okay. I really do. If it wasn't, I'm going to do my best to edit it and make it all in the way that you can hear it. The roads I'm on are super great in a super sarcastic way. So that by accident I knew it was going to happen but honestly I thought I'd be done with it by now like I thought I'd there's this road that I take it's split between two counties and so I thought I'd be done by the by the line of crossing counties and I obviously was not had much more time to go so hopefully it's okay I don't know wherever you're at wherever you're listening I just, I love this thing. I love that you're listening. Thank you for listening. (sighs) Heck. Just thank, like, I have no other words other than thank you. Alright. I'll talk to you guys next week.